Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Is the best for all? Wow. Let's find out. Wow. Okay. I'm not even going to go after that. Hello, and welcome to the IGN UK <laughs> podcast. My name is Gav Murphy, and I'm joined by two crazy little cats that you just heard there. Who first? Simon, Cardi. There you go. The lion. The lion. And Rory Powers. Oh, that nice. good. That. I love it. I love it. Thank you. What a lovely show we've got coming up for you today. Um, we're going to talk Oscars because that's happening this weekend. Would depend on when you listen to the podcast, but hopefully, if you listen to it before the podcast. Who is Oscar? Is he a good guy? Um, <laughs> uh, we've also got some games that you saw. Uh, Rover Watch. Some feedback, keyword countdown. It's all going on, lads. Jesus, too much. Um, oh, but yeah. first, so a couple of weeks back, I spoke to Joel Edgerton. Um, who I think is brilliant. He's an Australian actor who you guys might know from things like Warrior. Mm. He's very good in that. Um, he's in a new film called Red Sparrow. He played, uh, what do you call him, Uncle Ben in Star Wars? Uh, Uncle Owen. Uncle, Owen. Uncle Ben. Uncle Jesus Idiot. Christ. What an absolute Jesus moron. Christ. You've just shown yourself I think I, I think I'd recognize Uncle Ben. Yeah. <laughs> what um, is rice? Yeah. I've got that <laughs> I make it eat his rice. But yeah, I'd That'd like be a, a great I, role for him, actually. I had a good, like, 20-minute conversation with him. Um, and he's just a really down-to-earth Aussie guy who just likes having a laugh, which if you listen right to the end of his little interview, I told him that I hacked into George Lucas's computer and found a script <laughs> for the Uncle Owen movie and I got him to read out a page and a half with me and fair play like he just that's went that's a ballsy yeah. not, request not, yes. <laughs> not the Uncle Ben film I, I read the room I read the room after the interview and I was like do you know what that's really really good um, and he actually said at the end of the interview and this is a really nice thing he said that's the kind of interview that I always wish that, wish to have but never do Oh. I was like, ah, oh, that's actually a cool thing to say, man. But that's not actually um, on recorded anymore, is it? It's so, not, no. Mm. It didn't happen. It'd be the kind of thing that then yeah. you're like really chuffed and you leave and you're like, oh, I forgot, like my notepad, you walk back in, he's just saying to the next person, this is the best interview I've yeah. ever had. Like, oh, it's or just walk in and like, <laughs> holding all, your script. They're all laughing at me. He's like, you see that fucking script he wrote? <laughs> that <laughs> little again. goblin trying to pitch of him. You'll never work in this industry again. Um, but yeah, we talk about Red Sparrow, which um, is a film coming out, or it might is be it out now. now. I think it's out now, yeah. Um, with Jennifer Lawrence and Joe Edgerton in. Oh, it's got loads of people in. Uh, Jeremy Irons is in it. Hmm. Um, uh, Kieran Hines is in it, uh, which I can never think of other than call him Syrian Hands. Because uh, <laughs> as we've, we we found a video review once of Justice League, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And. Uh, Kieran Hines is in that, and the reviewer called him Syrian Hands. Yes. Um, but so every time I see him, I think of that. Um, but all, you know, we talk about Red Sparrow a bit. Uh, it's getting a bit of a paste in Red, Parrow, uh, Red you Sparrow. Didn't mind is. It, did you? It's absolutely fine. I was just in the bathroom having a pee, and they were yeah. going at it on the radio. Yeah. They were like, what? "Well, oh, they said it was weird, very weird. It's yeah. just different. It's, yeah. I mean, it's not like sometimes they want to be like Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy." And then other times it wants to be kind of Taken or like L. it reminded me a bit okay. of as well, right. which is a really good film on Netflix. So it kind of 
flits between the two, if flits between being sort of like really sexy with a lot of nudity, sort of spy thriller, and kind of like Stop. A, and then like a hardcore James Bond. I'm out now. But then it also <laughs> flits between being kind of like straight up like espionage, like Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy sort of weird intrigue. That and sounds interesting. Like that. He's, Honestly, he was in Bright as well, so he's had two films. That yeah, are well, this is the thing. We, so, we, so then we talked. That, that's, that's the thing, right? Respo is absolutely fine. I feel like if you went to see that, knowing what that is, you'll have a great time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we give it a two point five, which is absolute nonsense um, because it's not two point five film. I want to see yeah. that guy watch some other films, which is an interesting thing because then we talked about Bright with Joel Edgerton. And I said, you know, because it's a 20 minute interview, we talk about loads of different stuff. And he said, yeah, man, you know, you'll hear this in the interview, but, you know, his reaction to what people thought of Bright. And he said, you know, he's not going into conspiracy theories or anything like that, but he was just like, he says a really interesting thing about people who think it's a, the worst yeah. film ever. Which I'm is looking forward to hearing it's a really, It's a really, really good interview. And then it ends with uh, some Star Wars chat and him oh. reading out a Star Wars You script, can't go wrong so. with that. Yeah. I love that you're like, yeah. you didn't want to go too much into conspiracy theories, but uh, the world is flat. Long yeah. story short, <laughs> the world is flat. I can show you some Facebook groups. <laughs> and then you talk a bit about microwavable rice packets and yeah. like how good a film that could be about the creation of the Mexican style rice. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, so here's Joel Edgerton being very cool. So we always start out all of our podcasts by asking the people we get on for their favorite movie, TV show, and video game. Do you have a favorite of one of those? Or all of them, hopefully, because that'd be really good. Favorite movie? Well, that, yeah, like, like if you could just make it a movie that's also a, a video game. No, 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 no. Just no, save no. three separate time, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> favorite? Oh, look, you know, it all depends on the era, but... Uh, I think one of my favourite movies of all time uh, g growing up was uh, Indiana Jones, the first one. The first one, yeah. Without a doubt, like just fully captured my imagination. Yeah. Um, in fact, it's the only movie that's made me smear dirt on my face on purpose because I was about, I guess I was about 12 and I... I, Not blacking um, up, I hope. No, no, no. Yeah. But, you know, for, for for me at that age, to have a five o'clock shadow like Harrison yeah. Ford, I needed to smear dirt on my face. So that's who you were when you were a kid, you were so Harrison seek Ford. out a brown fedora, yeah. turn a piece of rope into a bullwhip and, yeah. and smear dirt on your face. Instant Indiana Jones. Um, uh, TV show? Growing up was probably... Again, it all depends on the era. The A Team. Yes. Dun, 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 Amazing. Dun, dun, dun. I love it when a plan comes together. <laughs> um, and I had all of the figurines and the, you know the helicopter. I've still got my B A Baracus. Huh? I've still got my B A. You've got your B A Baracus. Still got him, yeah. I ain't getting on no plane. Oh, I mean, all of that stuff, you know, the milk, the drink, like drugging of his milk, everything. Yeah. I mean, I pretty much watched every episode of almost every American TV show from from those eras. Really? Yeah. Brady Bunch, Gilligan's Island, uh, um, Happy Days. Was it just because, like, growing up in Australia, you're like, I want something else? Because I grew up in Wales and it's exactly like that. Yeah, and, and, and you know, I don't think there was a lot of local content that was made that appealed to kids my age at that yeah. time you know so it was it was easy to put it on tv and it was very easy to run home at five o'clock in the afternoon and just turn on the box and watch yeah you know you know the brady bunch yeah it's where i learned all of my moral lessons in life actually 
Um, although I have to say, I mean, as much as my family had a you know great, I had a great upbringing. Every day didn't end with a group hug. How did it end? And I don't know that each day ended with my parents just reading a book and switching off their separate bedside yeah. lamps either. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, no, I shudder to think. But um, and my favourite <coughs> computer game. Uh, Space Invaders, again, I'm talking about my, me as a child, yeah, Space yeah. Invaders. I was obsessed with getting the highest score possible. And I remember a, a summer where I had a broken leg. Yeah. And while everyone else was swimming in the pool and doing other stuff, I just was like, all right, can't swim in the pool, so I'm going to get the best score in yeah. Space Invaders. And I did. How did you break your leg? Because your brother's a, like a famous, like a, a director, but he's a stuntman, right? Yeah. So I'm assuming the two of you grew up together. I'm more brittle than that. Okay, so I'm, yeah. I'm just an actor. Um, no, it was, wasn't so much a break. It was uh, what's called a, 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 like had an issue with a growing plate oh, okay. in my heel. Because it was, again, it was around the age of 13. And, and one of my growing plates wasn't working. So they had to put a plaster on it and just keep it immobilized. Yeah. Essentially, one of the most exciting interviews you've ever had so far, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> Potentially. Well, I thought you were going to say like I'm starting brother- boring, and then I'm going to work <laughs> my way up to exciting. I thought you were going to say like my brother threw me off a house or something like that. Oh yeah, no, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> my brother threw me off a house, <laughs> five-story house. We had a big, tall house, and there was yeah. big rocks at the bottom. Sweet. Amazing. That's what happened. I'll cut that. I'll cut it. Yeah, it was either that or the growing plate. I can't remember. <laughs> it was probably because of the the fall. Uh, probably also gave me a head injury and I forgot that it was actually the fall yeah. that did it. So Red Sparrow yeah. is absolutely brutal. Is mm. that why you kind of wanted to do it? No, I mean, again, uh, sorry to make this interview all about me being a child because obviously I'm not <laughs> anymore, but um, uh, one of the big draw cards, apart from working with Jennifer and, and all the kind of the, the grown-up parts of why I choose jobs. Sometimes I choose jobs because it fully plugs into my childhood. Yeah. And I, around probably the age of 10, uh, had a, I had a spy kit. I remember I'd hollowed out a book and I had a hiding space in a big old book and I had a binocular, like small pair of binoculars and I had a, a listening device, like an electronic listening radio, uh, transmitting radio device listening device and um, so I must have been somehow had my imagination captured by the world of espionage yeah so the Red Sparrow came across my desk and I was like oh this, this is actually my chance to be be a spy be a spy because in real life obviously I'd make a terrible spy it's <laughs> because people know your face that's kind of not the point of being a spy is it you're meant to be like no nothing there yeah that's my excuse now for ne- yeah, never too being famous, a spy too famous to be a spy unless man. Maybe my cover is that good that the whole time my cover has been yeah actor. Where's that thing that, that conspiracy theory that like Bruce Lee is still alive and is working for the Chinese like CIA or something? Really? It's like why would you have Bruce Lee, the most famous man in China, doing that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, but sometimes the most obvious things, therefore, are, like you just you just pointed out how absurd it was. So yeah. when you find out it's true, you're like, oh, well, someone actually, a million people have yeah. told me this, but I never believed it. That's how good Bruce Lee's cover is. Maybe. I never thought yeah. about that. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> what am I? Crouching get? Tiger, Hidden, Enter the Dragon. That's what his there you go. code Done. name is. Done it. Yeah. Um, there's a scene in Red Sparrow with a skin grafting thing. I didn't even know that was a thing. Like, that's disgusting. Yeah, I think when you know it's a thing, you're yeah. either a dead body 
Yeah. Because that's what the grafting is supposed to take the skin off. Yeah. It's a cadaver. And uh, the only other reason you might know about it is if you're an actual, like, severe burn victim. So you probably thank... Yeah. Thankfully don't know about it. But Francis, you know, I, I have to take my hat off to Francis. I mean, I love Francis for a number of reasons, but one of the reasons is, you know, you come across uh, a, a movie that, you know, you could somewhat call Red Sparrow of a genre, the spy thriller yeah. genre. And then within a, a well-worn, the well-worn path of any genre is the obligatory scenes. And you could say that one of the obligatory scenes, and you see it in nearly every James Bond movie, is yeah. that, you know, he accidentally gets himself caught and some... That's fucked up, yeah. Know, <laughs> the villain has to, like, torture him in some way. Um, and you want to do it in a, in a good creative way. I yeah. mean, you know, some of the great torture scenes of all time, they stick in your memory because they're so weird and interesting. I mean... Yeah. Uh, I just had a flash of, uh, um, uh, what is it? Is it Rambo? First Blood? No, not First Blood. Rambo, the 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 box spring mattress, yeah, sort yeah. of you know That's tied amazing. to the mattress thing. Yeah, that James Bond with the, under the under the empty hollow chair, you know, yeah. on the bollocks. Um, and and Francis sort of found a new and interesting way to kind of torture because he'd heard about this this instrument that yeah. Is basically like a human cheese grater or something. Like Takes skin minging. off, two layers of skin. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned James Bond there. Obviously, we need a new James Bond man. Do you reckon we could have an Aussie James Bond in the form of yourself? Hemsworth. Yeah, Hemsworth. Blonde, Before you, swaggering. I'm not. I don't think I've got Bond written on me at all. I never thought Daniel Craig did though, and I went all right. Yeah, but he's a, he's a cracking Bond. I reckon yeah. that. You almost have to go another direction, right? I mean, you know, Roger Moore was a different Bond than than yeah. uh, uh, what's it, sorry, um, Sean Connery was. Yeah. Um, and then what? You had Timothy Dalton. Yeah. You know, like they all seem to sort of pivot a little bit. I mean, and I think you know the two thousands is a chance for us to pivot in a completely different way. I mean, you know, you, I mean, like big pivot. You know, that's why I was excited about. Um, the conversation about Idris Elba, or maybe it's Jane Bond. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Jane Bond. <laughs> uh, but I don't know about I don't know about me. Yeah. I mean, like, here's the other thing is like I, re- I reckon Craig, Daniel Craig's a hard act to follow as yeah. well. Yeah. Fuck that. You don't want to do that. <laughs> I'm gonna wait for someone really kind of woodsy and you want to go you want to go next. Yeah, exactly. And then if there's still a shot, I could you know. Yeah. It's like, do, would you want to get up and do comedy after um, Seinfeld or, yeah. you know, or, or Chris Rock? I interviewed um, Matthew Vaughan, the director of Kingsman, like recently, and he said, like, you don't want to go after Christopher Nolan's Batman. You want to have to go. You want to go after Batman and Robin. That's when you want to go because, like, you want to go after a shit one. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's sort of true, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. No, you don't. I mean, it's like, I mean the, the the idea of like backing, like just stepping on stage after someone genius. Yeah, it's not good. You know, it's like, hey, sing this, sing a song. Beyonce's on at the moment, but <laughs> you know, Adele's on right now. But Guess a little you, song after. Go on, sing a little song. Yeah, like no thanks. You you've got this really good thing about you where you look completely calm in scenes, and then at a flick of a switch, you go fucking mental. <laughs> is, it, is that like the Aussie in you, or is this something you've worked on, or? I think it's just life, isn't it? Yeah. Life, life has that flick of the switch. Yeah. 
doesn't it? You, you, you sort of you calm and carrying on with stuff, and then all of a sudden something really bad happens. Yeah. Generally, for me in life, that means there's a spider suddenly in the room, or uh, yeah, spider. Generally, a spider. Yeah. That a spider in life makes me go from zero to a hundred. Like it's dum de dum de dum, ah! you know. I'm like up in this thing, or my brother hiding behind a door and scaring me. Yeah, I don't like being scared. I don't like someone jumping out from behind a door. I literally will defy gravity, get it, like end up on the floor across the room, like whimpering, and then realize it was a joke, and then yeah. have to somehow backpedal and pretend like I, like I knew yeah. I knew it was happening. One of, my, uh, one of my things with my mum, every Christmas day we watch a film together. And this Christmas she really wanted to watch Bright. Death Wish 3. She wanted to watch Bright. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She loved it. It was her favourite film that she watched at Christmas with us. We watched La La Land and Bright. Wow. And she was like, Bright's wicked. But then my mum has, not saying that's a bad thing, but my mum has like funny taste in films. But she called me up like recently and was just like, oh, I just watched this brilliant film, Taken 3. I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. And she like basically tells me the plot of Taken 3. And then just goes, oh, have you, have you seen Taken 1 and so 2? She was man like, called Liam no. It keeps losing things. Yeah. <laughs> but she hadn't seen Take On One or Two. She was just like, oh, Taken Three is brilliant. <laughs> but yeah, she loved Bright Man. Like, that looked like a good laugh to work on. Your mum's going to call you next Christmas. She was like, I just saw the prequel to Taken Three. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> She's going to like, uh, It's always bloody backwards. prequels, isn't it? <laughs> no, but look, you know, let's talk about Bright. I mm. love Bright. I love playing the character in Bright. It's I love brilliant. the whole team behind Bright. I think that. Um, you know, I mean, uh, I, I don't want to waste too much of my time wondering and getting into the minds of cr- like film critics. Yeah, but I did feel like some of that was a little extra kind of hatred, sort of push towards Netflix. Yeah, for making movies in general, and I can't say that unequivocally because Netflix have also pushed pushed out some, purchased and promoted some pretty radical movies that yeah. that haven't been shellacked by the, by the critics, but. Um, I did sort of wonder, is there a little bit of extra kind of like stop taking over and yeah. and changing the movie business kind it's, of hatred? It, it did kind of feel like that because I came to it, I didn't see it while it was like press stuff was going on for it. I watched it obviously Christmas Day with my mum. By the time I got to it, it seemed like everyone had made up their mind about it. When I watched it, like I texted a bunch of workmates going, does anyone just watch Bright? They were like, yeah, it's fucking all right, isn't it? Yeah. And anyone who sort of said, I and mean, there was one guy who said it was like the worst movie of the year. He doesn't see enough I films. just want to lock him in a room and show him a few movies that I think <laughs> yeah. are probably a little bit worse than that. Um, no, but i tell you the one thing, though, regardless of what I feel about the critics, what, regardless of whether there's any truth in that yeah. or, or it's just me kind of imagining that, the one thing that really, really did interest me was the, the audience response versus their Absolutely, critical yeah. response. And it made me think, well, maybe... Certain movies don't really need to be reported on by the critics, and yep. maybe maybe fans need to, and and they do take ownership of um, sharing uh, their enthusiasm or doubts yeah. about anything that's pushed out into the world. Because immediately after they see it, what do you do? You tweet about it. I mean, yeah. and and you know, t- Twitter and Instagram, and as much as I've sort of personally have my own issues with social media. I mean, they are the sharpest tools. I mean, they are the sharpest and and most sort of uh, 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 heavily loaded weapons yeah. that we have at the moment, especially in Hollywood right now, with a lot of things against um, political. You know, the, they're, they're a, it's a political watchdog tool. It's a kind of a unifying tool in all regards. You know, it's a way to kind of organise 
So, I mean, social media is pretty amazing. And, yeah. and then in regards to the trivialness of something like Bright, it was great. It's great to see reflected that what you put out there and you knew in your bones felt like a good experience and Absolutely, that you were putting yeah. something hard work in for a good reason has an appreciation out there with all the fans. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's really good. Yeah. Um, in our office, we're a massive fan of The Gift. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, like, really love that, man. Awesome, like, thank you. It's like it's this weird little hidden gem where I think you tell someone about it and you go, have you seen The Gift? And they have, and they go away, they come back, and they go, that's fucking brilliant. Awesome. It's really yeah, good. sleeper hit, man. Yeah. That's what I like. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had a great time doing it. I, yeah. I, um, Is it a pain in the ass, like, you know, directing and starring in your first film? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it's it'd be like uh, playing catch with yourself. It's yeah. like well, I mean, I throw and then I've got to run over here before it hits the ground and catch it. That that's sort of the way it feels a little bit. Although I have my brother being an outside eye for me, like he'll he'll sit behind the monitor and yeah, like I literally tell him what I want to do, what I want to achieve, how I want to fill the frame, and then I look at him and I go, you know, and we have this series of gestures. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, a series of gestures where I, I literally then don't have to go watch my own performance yeah. back because I, I quite honestly, the days of me watching the monitor are kind of over because I would then go home at the end of the day feeling like I was cutting the movie in my head going, what have I done yeah. wrong? And um, But even as a director, I don't really want to monitor my own performance like that until I get to watch yeah. the next day, the dailies or whatever. Mm. Um, it, it is tough to do both duties, but I've never starred in and directed a movie. I've never, I've never been in the makeup chair every day. Yeah, for yeah. the gift, it was seven out of twenty-three days. Okay, that's and for the one I just, I just directed another movie, which we're cutting at the moment. Mm. I did twelve days out of forty. Oh wow, amazing! And uh, like IGN, the site I work for is like a massive nerd website. So if I didn't ask you about Star Wars, people would show at me. But like. You know, you're the last shot in episode three. Yeah, like, and then they ruined it by making more movies. <laughs> I was like, I'm the for a while I had that bragging right. I'm the very last frame. Yeah, you know. How often does that come up? Uh, what do you mean? How often does it come like up? Star Wars? How often do people talk to you about Star Wars? Uh, quite a lot, and I got to say, good. whenever I go and sign autographs anywhere, yeah, I'm haunted by a tw uh, the 26 year old image of myself. <laughs> You know, in, in Tatooine's <coughs> finest Hessian. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, ch chubby 26-year-old me, yeah. as opposed to 43-chubby-year-old me. <laughs> but um, I just feel like I, can't, uh, I feel weird looking at the photo. Yeah. But the memory of the experience was unbelievable. I, bet, I mean, yeah. I found, found out on my 26-year-old, 26th birthday that I had the job. Shit. The fact that George was making the movie in Australia, that they needed a young Uncle Owen, that I was physiologically enough like him, that yeah, I was an yeah. actor. Everything just sort of converged, all the, you know, universal elements converged for me to do that job. And yeah. I feel very blessed about it. Now that they're doing the new worlds, and I'm probably preempting any other question you're about to ask me, because yeah. I'm. I'm not a Jedi, but you know, I'm friends yeah, with you, Jedis, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm related somewhat to Jedi. So, yeah. um, is that I would totally be down to farm some moisture again or well, it's, anything it's, else. It's funny you should say that, man, because I actually have found the first page of the, uh, the Owen film. Do you want to have a look at it? I've, I found this today. It's, uh, it's, it's came from... I hacked into George Lucas's little script. This is what it goes like. 
Do you want to play Uncle Owen? I'll play Luke. Yeah. All right, sweet. So you you can do the exterior. Can I do it in an Australian accent? Absolutely. Luke. <laughs> okay, so we're on exterior. Exterior Tatooine, Uncle Owen's house. In brackets, it's like nine years. <laughs> I love it. It's like nine years since you and McGregor dropped Luke off at Owen's house. Okay. Okay. Is this day, uh, day or night? I need to know this. Uh, this my acting day. Go on. Day. day? Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. I've had a coffee. I've had. Yeah. A, I've had some blue milk. I'm like, <gasps> I'm all pepped up. That's right, mate. <clears throat> Where's Baru, by the way? Because I like to. She's in the house. Okay. Yeah. All right. Luke, come out here and help me. <laughs> Luke, come out here and help me with the farming. Oh, come on, Uncle Owen. Why can't I go muck around in the canteen and do some pod racing or something, or even just cut about the place with one of them laser swords? No. You know, I've had laser swords ever since your father. Oh, what were you going to say then? Something about my father? Nothing. I was going to say he was dead and he's not coming back. But that seems like a bit of a shitty thing to say to someone who is like 10 or 11 years old like me. Well, that's just how serious I am about you not turning out like him and killing loads of Jedi babies. What? Forget it. Forget it. I've said too much. Interior later that night inside Owen's farmhouse. Crackling fire. Obi-Wan, it's me, Owen. He knows. Then Star Wars music. Boom, 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 boom. Mate, that's, that's gonna be sweet. You should do that. Awesome. <laughs> uh, I'll have it in real my chances of getting the job by, by doing such some of my most terrible acting I've ever done in my life. That was awesome, man. Thank you very much. Thank you. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, man. <laughs> Joel Edgerton there. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Reading out my future no, Oscar-nominated script. Uh, for the <laughs> Uncle Owen movie, um, fair play to you. I think we're going to do a video with that and stick it up on the site where oh, we talk, dress it up a little bit. Um, but yeah, Oscars, that's Ooh. happening or happened, depending on when you listen to this. So yeah. you can still enjoy it because either we're going to look like fools yeah. or we're going to get everything bang on. Um, so, or, like, or somewhere in between. Or people are going to think it's some kind of weird conspiracy where we've done it like Darren Brown where he predicted the lottery numbers and yeah. we get every single one bang on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we thought we're not going to go through obviously like best live action shorts and stuff like that. We'll go yeah. through the big five. So we're going to go through original screenplay, lead actor, lead actress, director mm -hmm. and best picture. So Ooh. what we're going to do is go through them yeah. and then we're going to give our reasons we're basically going to pick what we think should win, as in what, if it was up to us, would yep. win, and what we think will win, Okay, um, which is obviously very different. So let's go with best original screenplay. So there's five for that. The Big Sick, uh, which is that Kamal Nanjani and Emily Gordon film, uh, brilliant film. Get Out by Jordan Peele. Mm -hmm. Lady Bird by Greta Gerwig. The Shape of Water by Guillermo del Toro and Vanessa Taylor. And Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, Martin McDonough. It's always a tough one, original screenplay, I think, to judge. Because Why isn't of... Phantom Thread in there? It's a very good question. No, why it's a screenplay. One? It's fucking brilliant. Um, <laughs> why isn't Blade Runner? I don't know. Uh, um, I don't think Blade Runner is particularly good screenplay. It should win absolutely everything. Let's get out of the way now. It should win absolutely Replicant! Um, I think it's a hard one to judge because I don't actually know how they judge it in the Oscars. Do they actually read the scripts? Because mm. a lot of... That's a good Scripts point, actually. can be yeah. delivered badly by actors and therefore ruin how the I feel like you've got, you've got to base it based on the film, okay. watching the film rather than reading it, I think. Because you could um, write the best thing, but then you could have me acting in it and it will sound No, nah, I think like it's after watching the film. Like, personally, out of those, um, like story-wise, I thought The Big Sick and Get Out were probably the best. Mm -hmm. But script-wise, in like everything from dialogue, story, yeah. 
it's super close between three billboards and ladybird for me I think Ladybirds. See, I a, thought three billboards yeah, did not remember, like, see, have good. I've got to say, I haven't seen three billboards yet. That's Why? the big one I haven't seen because I just haven't got around to it. I've seen almost all the others. I just haven't got it's around amazing. to that one yet. And it's a good movie. Yeah, it is a good movie. Yeah, um, um, but I think, uh, I think, yeah, I agree with you. I think it's between that and Ladybird that will yeah. win. I would probably in this one actually give it to Get Out. Okay, because I think it's very layered. I'm joining you. I say Get Out. Yeah, I would like. Uh, Ladybird to win. Racist. And I think I <laughs> think just... <laughs> and I think three billboards will win. You think I think, I think three billboards will win. win as well. I would like Ladybird to I, win though. I think three billboards but I want to get out. Uh, I saw I saw Shape of Water on Sunday. It's good. It's fine. <laughs> Something I talked about Not a few for weeks me, ago. Man. I think we're in the it's fine. Well, you didn't yeah. like it. Nah. I'm very, very I've seen a couple of people say that. Why is it getting nominated for every single it is, category? It's not it's shit. A it's nice not shit. And I yeah. just appreciate fine. it a lot. I just, it's just. I wish I could have seen it. It's good before everyone started going on about it. Yeah, I think. Do that's you think these are like, as in like a long time coming nominations? Mm. I don't know. Maybe it's definitely not Guillermo del Toro's best film, and if he no. wins multiple awards for this, it's because they feel sorry for him. I think yeah, because yeah, Pan's Labyrinth, Devil's yeah. Backbone. All right. Pan's Labo? Did Pan's Labo get anything? It, I don't. Production know it, design. It must, did oh. it win best foreign language? What could have been it that year? I don't know. It's one of the. Uh, okay, lead actor then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Timothy Chalamet for Call Me by Your Name, Daniel Day Lewis for Phantom Thread, Daniel Kaluuya for Get Out, Gary Oldman Darkest Hour, and Denzel Washington for <laughs> Roman J Israel Esquire. Denzel always gets a little nod. He does, he? doesn't he? Oh, he's um, a very good actor. Fair play to him. I saw uh, Call Me by Your Name on Sunday. Yeah, you were blown away. And yeah, that's the thing. I I I kind of put put off, put off watching it because I didn't didn't think I would be into it. It wasn't for me. Mm. And then I watched it on Sunday, and it's become either joint first or second after Phantom Thread for my favorite film really? out of all the Oscars. Ooh. Yeah, um, it's just just. I will get. It's a phenomenal like that this weekend. I think mad. You know, people talk about uh, films where uh, it reminded me kind of like Love. Mm -hmm. You know, like Love, the TV show where it's a story about people falling in love, but it's just not perfect at all, and it's really messy. And that's exactly what it's like. But it's about these, you know, two very very different men falling in love, and fuck me, what a film! Like absolutely brilliant. I intend on watching that and Freeboard. Uh, three billboards this week. Yeah, so. um, but yeah, lead actor. Well, in Gary this. Oldman's won it. He's already got it. I'd like. There's no way he's not winning it. I'd like Daniel Day Lewis to win it. So would I, just because because I think he's, he's just best. brilliant. He's the best actor that's ever been alive. Um, but I think Gary Oldman will win, unfortunately. But uh, you know, something I just can't understand is Daniel Kaluuya being in this. His performance is fine, isn't it? It's, yeah, but he's not it got a lot Oscar-nominated performance. I wouldn't say so. It's not for me. What else is a contender, would you say? What else like is really nominated yeah. that isn't in there? Because um, maybe they're like, oh, Gout's all these other awards. Like, yeah, we'll stick him stick in. Stick him in. For lead actor. Yeah. For lead, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's a, it's a very good question. It's a very good point, and I haven't got it on the tip to go for, mate. So, but yeah. Tom Hanks in the post, I'm surprised he didn't get nominated. Give it him. He always... He is quite good, isn't he? He's very well? good. He's always very yeah. good, isn't he? Um, but that that's the thing. I think Get Out is brilliant. I don't think Daniel Kaluuya is particularly in it. I think, if anything, Best Supporting Actress should have uh, the girl, the girl from Girls in it. Mm-hmm. Because she's fucking amazing. Who's the name of the actor? He's Plays in um, th- Three Billboards as well. No, the brother. Sam Brother? No. Uh, redhead guy, freckle guy. Oh, he's the brother in Get uh, Out, Luke, and he's Luke, also in... Lucas, Lucas Hedges. Hedges. 
Is that him? Oh, no, 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 no. not Lucas Hedges. I know what you mean, yeah. The guy who... The ginger guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what his name is off the top of my head. He just... Really weird face. drives me mad. Do you not like him? No. He looks I a bit like you. I, I find him so creepy and like... <laughs> Dude, he does look a bit like oh, you. No, he doesn't. Yeah. Um, I'm going to find out what his name is. I know now. who you mean now, though. Yeah, yeah. So Especially like in you Get and Out. He's, he's doing that like mumbly type voice where I'm just like, it's I just want to shake him. I think he's brilliant in... I think he's brilliant in... He is great. He's a great actor. But... But... Can't stand him. Alison... What's her name? Alison Williams. That's what, uh, who should win it. Caleb Landry. Oh, is that his name? For supporting yeah, yeah. actors. For supporting actors. I think, I think it should be... I know oh, we're not in it yet. Oh, we're, she we're was not, great, yeah. But, um, yeah, so lead actor then. I'm okay. going to go... I'd like Daniel Day-Lewis to win it. Mm-hmm. I think Gary Oldman will win it. Yeah, I think Gary Oldman... I, yeah, I, mean, I agree with you. I'd like Daniel Day-Lewis to win it. I haven't seen enough Just of the, for the, uh, way the lead that, actor one, so I'm Purely I'm for the way that out. he pronounces the word sausages in that sausages. film. Sausages. Is that how he pronounces it? Sausages. sausages. It's brilliant. Oh. What a film. I need to watch it again as well. Okay, lead actress then. Um, we've got Sally Hawkins, The Shape of Water. Frances McDormand, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Margot Robbie for I, Tonya. Sasha Ronan for Lady Bird. Meryl Streep for The Post. This is a ridiculously strong character. I know. Yeah. It's yeah. Them, isn't could, it? Pretty much all of them could win it on any um, Do you know what? Supporting actress is exactly the same as well. And I still find it... But looking at the list, it's not as mad when I think about it because they're yeah. all great. But yeah. the woman who plays Alma in Phantom Thread is also... Um, she, I cannot she believe she's... She arguably outstages Daniel Abs- Day-Lewis. Completely. I don't understand how people aren't talking about her more. Yeah. People, and they pe- keep t- talking about the supporting actress. Um, what's her name? Olivia... Leslie Manville. Leslie Manville. Um, but no one's talking about the person who plays Alma. And she is the best Vicky person. Vicky Creeps, I think her name Creeps. is. Creeps or Creps. Creeps. She's yeah. fucking incredible. Is she yeah. nominated for... No, no. she's nominated for anything. Oh. Like, no one's really talking about and her. And she's the lead, if anything, that film. Absolutely, over, yeah. You'd be furious, wouldn't you? I don't think she is, but no. I, you've got to think that's probably... She, she, although, she hasn't you done know, much. You've got to think that's maybe... We saw the post of, and we all thought it was okay. Meryl Streep is very good, but Meryl Streep is very good. Sasha Ronan is really, really good in Lady Bird because she does this amazing thing where she has to play a character who you are always going to think is an absolute dickhead, Mm. but she has to play her in a a way that has to get you on board as well because she's a teenage, she's like a 15, 16 year old teenager who is a dickhead. Yeah. Yeah. And... But she still manages to get you on side with her because you kind of feel sorry for her because it's not her fault she's a dickhead. She's just young. Yeah. Um, that's got to be like the, one of the hardest roles to That's what pull I mean. Off. That's why I think she definitely like, deserves an absolute shout for this. But then Margot Robbie and I, Tonya, is amazing. So all, all five of these. There's a couple, there's a couple of scenes in I, Tonya. She's given so much nuts stuff that she has to do. Mm. Like, forget all the figure skating stuff that she has to do. Just yeah. like pure up acting, camera, just on your face. And there's a couple of scenes where it's just literally her looking down the lens. I'd um, love, like, Margot Robbie to get some yeah. recognition as well for being a genuinely good actor as well, because she's great. Well, she, I, So if she doesn't get it for this, she's also got a film coming out around Oscar season next year where she plays uh, Mary Queen of... Sc- which one's the redhead one with the bad skin? <laughs> She plays that Anne queen. Lynn? She plays that queen anyway. And Sasha Rowland's <laughs> in that. Right. Well, yeah. Bad skin. Um, but she plays her. Very historically accurate. We saw a little bit of the footage for her and she looks amazing. But that's an good. early shout for her winning that. Um, Sally Hawkins, she war. I think she's absolutely fine. I, I thought film, she's film did nothing for me. For, for a film where she doesn't say any words, <laughs> she is brilliant. 
Yeah. Uh, but he's not into it. Are you? What about nope. the fish? Is he getting anything? No, <laughs> huh? unbelievable. Because they used the fucking leftover bits from Hellboy to make him. Like you can't give him an award because just something they found in a warehouse. Being like, yeah, they won't remember this. It's fine. I would love it if like all the shots from the trailer are just of one side of him, and then the film he turns around, and he's got this big red fist, like this giant arm. Like, isn't, that, isn't that from Hellboy? No. Nope. Oh, I'm not offended. You would even ask. And then he puts up his hands, and he's got eyes in his palms. <laughs> That doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, so I think <laughs> Francis McDormand's going to win. Yeah, she? Francis McDormand's probably nailed on to win this because she is, but Vicky, she's brilliant. And I want Vicky Creeps. She's not nominated. I want Vicky Creeps. She's not nominated. But I she would, I would like Margot Robbie or Sasha Ronan to win it. But Francis McDormand nailed on. I think. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be unhappy whoever won that one. To be <clears> honest, that I wouldn't be unhappy anyway because it's not my award. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I wouldn't be. It's not lead actor. That's not something I don't understand. Also, you said it like lead actor is your award. (laughs) (laughs) Lead actress, didn't you know? Very. uh, That's the thing I don't get. People that genuinely get annoyed when a film they like doesn't win an award. You, you have like if you worked on that film, you could maybe be annoyed it didn't win. Well, I remember seeing. Uh, I can't get annoyed. I wouldn't. I'm not because Blade Runner's not going to win everything. I'm not going to go. That's it. I'm not watching films. Done. But, but also, they don't know well, what they're doing. I think people put a little bit too much stock in the Oscars, but then I think also people unfairly have a go at them as well. Um, yeah. Because remember, we talked. Don't we get talk- me wrong. If I won one, I'd be the happiest. Of course. Man yeah, yeah. Yeah. There was a really interesting um, thing that we talked about a couple of weeks back where uh, Mark Irmoy said to. Um, in front of loads of people, Paul Thomas Anson said, mm. oh, you know, Oscars are bullshit. And Paul Thomas Anson was like, mm, hang on, mate. Like, my film's going to be in cinemas for another three months. Mm. Like, they're not bullshit at all. Um, to be fair, I just the other day watched for the first time <clears throat> the clip of uh, Matt Parker and Trey Stone yeah. taking ecstasy oh, yeah. and LSD, wearing dresses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and going uh, to the Oscars for the first time in dresses. Yeah. And their whole thing was like the whole night we were there, no matter uh, what anyone asked us, we weren't allowed to acknowledge the dresses at all. So there's all these interviews of them just going, uh, so uh, why are you wearing the dresses? And they're like, magical night. It's just a beautiful night. We're so happy to be part of it. And their eyes are just out of their heads. But then at the same time, I don't understand what people, like I remember seeing, I can't remember a tweet from who, but someone was talking about Get Out getting so many uh, Oscar awards and being like, I'm literally sitting at my desk crying because it's got so many on it. Fuck Shut off, up. Man. You didn't make the film. Um, do, it was Jordan Pill. <laughs> shut up! What have shut you done? up, Jordan. <laughs> I liked it when you were funny. That leads nicely into best director. Uh, yeah, so director Dunkirk, yeah. Christopher Nolan. Get out, Jordan Peele. <laughs> sounds like I'm, get out, Jordan Peele. <laughs> Stop crying. <laughs> Lady Bird by Greta Gerwig. Phantom Thread, Paul Thomas Anderson, The Shape of Water, Guillermo del Toro. There's some very good directors. Fuck me, yeah. That's hard. It's, it's, I it think it's one of the best years. It's hard for me not to want to give an award to Paul Thomas Anderson because he is literally... But I think that film is stunning and it doesn't yeah. look like anything. And it's not like... You can't... I know he would, he would compare it to a bunch of like yeah. Hitchcock films, stuff like that. But I don't think there's anything you could compare to. This is the odd one because Free Billboards nominated for absolutely everything yeah. except for Best Director. Yeah, it's weird for me that you can give a film if it wins the Best Direct um, yeah. wins the Best Film Award, should not even get nominated for Best Director. Yeah. yeah, how can you have a brilliant film that hasn't been brilliantly directed? Yeah, in in my view, that's mad. It's really, really strange. But also, as well, Three Billboards is, like, I think, quite but brilliantly I think directed. They'll do. I think they'll give him the screenplay one and be like, "There yeah. you go. There's your award." Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think. Uh, like uh, even though I was kind of lukewarm on Dunkirk, like when you look at that, you just think, "Fuck!" That's for what, what I want to win. for what he's done. I want Christopher Nolan to win that. I think that's really good because the way he just manages 
time in that film. I think uh, like Lady Birds is a brilliant film and I think absolutely original screenplay, but I didn't feel like there's anything special about the directing. Like mm-hmm. it's just presenting this awesome story, yeah. which I say there's nothing brilliant about the directing. That is an amazing thing in itself. Yeah, yeah. But there was nothing about it that I thought this is incredible. But I yeah. think like Greta Gerwig as a writer and a director as a whole is fucking incredible. Yeah. Um, Shape of Water, I just don't care about. Um, but Get Out, I, I think, think the production design of Shape exactly, of Water yeah. is brilliant. Fine. And I know um, Gilman Torre has a lot to do with yeah. that. That's not what this actually. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I sound like I was having a go there, but I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. well, you um, know nothing. But I think out of all five of these, uh, if because I don't think Phantom Thread is gonna get it, but I would love that to get it because I don't think it's like anything else. Do you know what? I think Guillermo Toro is gonna get it, mm. but I think if Shape Water wins Best Film, because they've had this thing of splitting it yeah, recently, yeah, yeah. I actually think Jordan Peele has a chance. I think so as well. And do you know what? I think that's absolutely fine because I think what he's done in putting together that film yeah. I think it looks awesome um, it's it just feels like a really really good story it's like a small story presented in a really massive way yeah. and I think yeah. that's why I wouldn't be unhappy with yeah. I that. think I want yeah if you tell me what would I want to win out of those I'd go Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk I think is what I want yeah. uh, what I want Phantom Thread what I think um, I think Guillermo del Toro but I think, but yeah, I outside to, chance, yeah. amazing, Jordan Peele and Denis Villeneuve, not yeah. nominated, but you know, <laughs> it's fine, unbelievable. Aren't it? He's here we not go, been. Then. He should have won everything for a rival. So yeah, here we um, go then. <laughs> Best picture. Ooh. So we got Call Me by Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, <laughs> Lady, Get out. Lady Get out, Bird, Lady Bird. <laughs> Phantom Thread, The Post, The Shape of Water. And three billboards outside Evan, Missouri. But the thing is, like, you know what you just said, of you know, not having the best director. If you've got something up for best picture, they'd have to then make the best director one, like nine categories as well. Yeah. Is it nine? One, two, three. Four. It is weird because they can yeah. pick up to ten now, but yeah. they're just like, here's nine. Yeah. If you're another film, just like chop me in. I'll, I'd like a nomination. Yeah. How's Blade yeah. Runner not going in best yeah, picture? Yeah. That's mad, isn't yeah. it? That you could have yeah. fit one more in. We, we, we always knew it wasn't. Um, so, so I've kind of got very. I've got ulterior motives here because although what? I don't although I don't want Shape of Water, I don't think it's the best film. I want it to win because I will win a hundred pounds. What Shape of Water? Yeah, that's pretty good. I bet all the way back in August. Yeah. that it would win, Ooh. and it's coming. It could come true for me. It could, this is the order of these films, right? Ooh. Phantom Thread, Call Me by Your this Name. This is going from top. This is going from top to bottom. Yeah, Phantom Thread, Call Me by Your Name, uh, then. Get Out, Lady Bird, and Three Billboards, exactly the same. Then The Post and Dunkirk underneath that, and then the rest of them. Yeah. I mean, I would, if I had my choice, it would be Blade Runner. But it's not nominated, <laughs> so it can't. It's happen. not in it! <laughs> that was the best film of the last year, in my opinion. But out of those nine, I would go for Dunkirk as my favourite. Really? Really? Dunkirk, Dunkirk, then Phantom Thread, yeah. then Get Out. I want Phantom Thread to win. I think Three Billboards will win. I think Three Billboards will. Maybe Shape Water might. Powers. I, I'd like Get Out, but I think Three Billboards is going to win. Yeah. Mm. Solid yeah. film. There we are. Let's see, see how, it, shouldn't I? Let's see how wrong we are or yeah. brilliant we are. And if Come Ro- Monday morning, fellas. If, if Roger Deakins doesn't win for Blade Runner 2049 cinematography, <laughs> I will genuinely... I said I won't be unhappy. Yeah. I will be unhappy with that one. Oh, I, can't I will stop watching movies. That man... <laughs> Over, I don't know, 50 years has shot some of the most beautiful things you've ever seen. He hasn't got one award for it from Ooh, them. There we Sort are. it out. Man, someone posted in our group uh, Slack chat, 
Was it Joe that posted like the, oh, yeah, visual, the visual effects, effects. breakdown for yeah. Blade Runner? It's Holy incredible. shit! Like, because I love visual effects, yeah. And watching through some of how those scenes were it's made amazing. is incredible. Yeah. Like a lot of those city scenes was like a completely 3D mapped world yeah. that they only just shot Have like you also certain seen directions. The one where so that's what I mean. That's why Deacon, that's that's why Deacon shouldn't get. He's, he's fucking I'm, barely there. No, how dare you, sir? It's all computers, mate. He's, the visual effects team deserve it. <laughs> right. Not Deco. You're uh, the same person that goes, no, we should get an editing one. Blah, blah, blah. Editing, done. Have you Easy. seen the miniatures video as well that came out a couple yeah. months ago from Blade Runner where a lot of the city was made in miniature form as well and they just drove Aww. the camera through. It's an incredible piece of work. Yeah. And... I'm not not unhappy about I'm look, it. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Really. I enjoyed it. Ridiculous. Um, Ridiculous. What do you think about all our choices? Let us know. IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. But, fellas, let's have some bloody games. Powers, you, you all have been playing some stuff. Yes, I went uh, to the Square Enix headquarters. I did a really high pitch yes there at the start because I just yes. realized I left my notebook on my desk. Um, but it's fine. I'm going to free ball it here, guys. It's fine. Um, I went to uh, Square Enix to check out some of the indie games that Ooh. they've been cooking up in their little oven. Yeah. Um, and the first one that I wanted to check out, which has been kind of like, there's been a buzz around it for a little while now, called Forgotten Anne. Oh, this looks mm. great. Uh, so you've seen like stuff on it yeah, before? Yeah, it's brilliant. It's kind of like a uh, side-scrolling Studio Ghibli-style animated game. Ooh. Yeah. But the story is actually really cool. So it it kind of takes place in this world where uh, if you were forgotten about then essentially, so if you're like an item, like, you know, when you lose a sock yeah, uh, and then it's just like stuck behind a desk somewhere after a while, if it's completely forgotten, it gets like transported into this other world of just lost forgotten items. Oh yeah. But all the items there are sentient. Right. So it's like the sock will drop down and there's like a lamp there. And he's like, all right, come on. Tough like, break, buddy. Yeah, join join the line. And he's like putting a line and they're all like assigned jobs and stuff. So there's this little civilization of just forgotten toys and items. What's the sock doing? The sock he's just like put to work in like a, I don't know. Coal mine. Yeah, some like kind of like day-to-day job. But it's quite cool because... <laughs> he like, works at the post office now. He's like, well, it's better than being fucking on someone's foot all day inside a shoe. Um... Well, no, but this is the thing. They all want to get back to the real oh. world. Because they think if they get back, they'll be like, oh, they'll remember it's me. Kind of like it's, the kind of, it's kind of a sad thing, actually. It's also a lot like Coco as well. I was going to say, it's a lot like Coco, yeah, yeah once yeah. you're like totally forgotten. But it's kind of cool because, you know, you'll go to like a construction yard where they're like building a bunch of stuff. And what they do, the person who runs it will be a forgotten um, like speaker, like PA speaker. So he's just like, he just shouts all the time. Like, yeah. cause he's just a, like a megaphone. How'd you forget about PA speaker? He, he just goes on the site. <laughs> you drop, drop in a bit of cement and you're like, oh shit, he's gone. What? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you can tell I've never been in a building site in my yeah. life. <laughs> yeah, you're doing the nine to five with uh, Tom and the boys. You just forget your system. It's done. Um, <laughs> But it's quite cool because, uh, like, I only got to play the, the little, like, intro section to it. But it seems like um, there's some person who rules over this whole kingdom. And what they're trying to do is, like, build a pathway back into the real world. Right. So, like, like everyone's trying to work together to build this bridge that will then, like, make it so they can all get back into the real world. But then it looks like there's some people that are trying to sabotage it, like yeah. terrorist there's groups. There's always some. There's a whole little like civilization Give of all these forgotten rest. things. Let's all yeah. get along. So uh, someone's forgotten about Anne. Yeah. So oh. I think that's what it is. Someone forgot about her. So then she was transferred into this world. Which that is just really reminds me sad. a lot of that uh, Arrested Development episode where they forget Anne, Anne in Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just yeah. Leave at that. That's what I thought that game was about. Now yeah. I'm disappointed. But it still sounds brilliant. 
Uh, and it is really cool. Like, I, it's basically a puzzle game. So it's mm. like side-scrolling, like trying to solve these little puzzles. The puzzles are hard as nails. Really? Like, a lot of the time it's unintentional because it's one of those games where it's hard to differentiate between like what's in the background and what's an actual interactive. Sometimes I'd get, I'd like work a really difficult puzzle, solve it in five minutes, feel like a genius. Yeah. And then take five more steps to get stuck at a simple puzzle for 15 minutes because I just didn't, I couldn't see something really obvious, which is kind of infuriating. Um, But like, I think story-wise it's really cool. I awesome. think it's going to be a really cool game. I'm, I'm excited I'm for that. Sounds really good, man. Yeah, let me just look up what the name of the other one was because it's something a bit insane. Hell. Good insane. Helldehedron. Something like that. It is. It's like octahedron, octahedron. or something like that. Some sort of geometric. Left a lasting impact idea. <laughs> 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 ah, what are those games you never yeah, forget? Like, yeah, what yeah, is yeah. it? Oh, oh. I, found, I found out what it is. Anyway. Octahedron. Yeah, piece of shit. <laughs> You've forgotten about the game, mate. Yeah. It's going to fucking end up going back into Forgotten Anne. <laughs> it hasn't even come oh out yet. And you've you're you're about in the it. game. It is. It's Octahedron. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, we remembered about it. It doesn't have to go into Forgotten Anne now. Thank you. It's literally the opposite of Forgotten Anne. It's like a. Well, people remember <laughs> they remembered <laughs> Anne. <laughs> you never forget. <laughs> um, it's like a. Uh, rhythm-based platforming game mm. where okay. like it's there's almost no story to it at all it yeah. literally starts with it was so weird because i just played forgotten Anne and i was like oh man like crying. i want to know more about this story in this world mm. and then i You're literally crying up. about some pants you forgot about in 96 <laughs> uh, <laughs> well they're probably on a construction site somewhere <laughs> bossing everyone Running around. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot about my pants. Now it runs a really good Italian restaurant in the Forgotten Realm. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to get forgotten one day and I'll go there. And it's just him like, well, well, well. <laughs> yeah. All oh, my shit. Rory. <laughs> I'm completely lost. <laughs> um, yeah, so I like went from that game into this one. And it's uh, it started off with like this man in a cabin, like looking at a fire. And I was like, oh. Poor cabin on a building site. Fucking hell. <laughs> And then he like leaves the cabin and goes into this cave. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what, what is this? And there's this big diamonds like glowing like all the colors of the rainbow. And you're like, what, what? And then it just like goes into this 2D platforming game. And it never talked about that again. <laughs> I was like, okay. I guess I touched the diamond. Sure, you just didn't like LSD last week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <it's> just, <laughs> um, so it's basically, it's like a 2D platforming game where the only thing that you can do is just uh, your bumpers that you press mm-hmm. make a platform. Okay. Oh, okay. So certain levels you'll be limited to just making one, and you have to kind of adapt to like how it's gonna how you're gonna like solve the the puzzles. Yeah. Or sometimes you'll have one that when you create that platform, it like shoots a bullet downward, and that's yeah. how you like kill the enemies. Mm. But the cool thing about it is it's one of those games that I think the music is done by uh, Chipsel, like the chiptune artist. Oh, cool. So it's all like all the enemy movements and a lot of the movements in the game are all synced to music. Oh, like nice. beats and uh when you like hit certain items it'll be like boom like drum hits so you can like time it so that you'll like do a good run where it's like you're hitting the beats hey, in time with cool. the music it sounds quite similar to what was the what's the game with it's gonna really bug me now mm. it was oh, on you come playstation to this podcast? vr no yeah. oh, everyone's forgetting you're games forgetting it. Thumper. thumper that is the game thumper. Yeah. sounds a bit yeah. like that so the only like the only difference with this is which i thought was kind of weird is that like thumper because you're on that track yeah. and speed is is pretty much just a constant state you're always hitting the beats mm-hmm. every time whereas this like the screen isn't moving you're setting your own pace so sometimes you're just like 
you just want to get through the level and the music's yeah. just playing in the background. Like it's not as big a part of it as maybe like Thumper and things yeah. like that where you're hitting on the beats. Yeah. Um, but then game. by the end, it's like you can like create 10 platforms, half of them shoot lasers. There's all these things coming at you from all sides. But then once you get on a roll and you're creating platforms really naturally, like swapping between them, like to the beats with the music, yeah. it feels really good. I imagine. Mm. I love those sort of rhythm yeah. games. When you're in the zone, you just feel unstoppable. Do you guys ever play Bit Trip Runner? No, I heard yeah. it was awesome oh, though. fucking amazing. Yeah, it's, it's such like, a good game. Like both of those games I went to play were really good and it was cool because they're really good in very different ways. Yeah. Like Forgotten Anne, I was like, I want to know way more about this world. Yeah. Uh, this one, I don't know what's going on with the crystal in the cave, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it's really fun to jump on stuff and listen to chip music. So they were both really good. Yay. Yeah. Good games are good. They yeah. are. That's why they you come are. to IGN, baby. Never forget them. Uh, another reason to come to IGN, little game I like to call Keyword Countdown. Uh, if you don't know what Keyword Countdown is, IMDb categorized their films via a bunch of crazy keywords. What I've done, or what... What is his name? What is his name? I've done this again. You're forgetting him! His name! Is anyone going to be left in this world? It's Tom Griffin, who says, I look forward to the podcast every week. Loved all the Christmas stuff you put out, especially the Keyword Countdown episode. Oh. Do you have any plans on doing a live podcast again this year? Keep up the good work. Do we have any plans doing a live podcast this year? I, I'd be up what, for what, it. What, 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 number, what number of podcasts is this? 450. Yeah, we let's do, do 450. Should we'll we do, do one? Yeah, yeah. We're doing we'll do a live prepared to try at the Vault Festival uh, next Saturday night, but unfortunately that's all sold out. Sorry. Sold out in Beyonce time. Two yeah, minutes. boom. Two minutes. <laughs> good so, for you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I reckon, I reckon we'll do a live podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. When is 450? Well, be October, November be late, time. 25 right? weeks from now. Jeez. 26 October. weeks from now, yeah. November. There we go. Yeah. All right. So there's your answer, Tom. Don't write in again. Uh, <laughs> so I've got five films here. Ten, ten keywords apiece. You guys got to guess what the film is and what the link is. Ooh. Very good link as well. Okay. Ready? Film number one. Okay. Oh, shit, I almost said the film then. Whoa. Disappearance. I still wouldn't have got Mystic it. Mystic River. <laughs> I don't know why Mystic River is always the first film. Because it's a banger. It's good, but shouldn't be Disappearance. Punctuation in title. Uh, what's eating Gilbert Grape? Brilliant, guys. Cyberpunk. Hmm. Blade Runner. Mars Attacks. Punctuation in title, boys. Yeah. Imagine oh, I got that's got an exclamation mark. Yeah, yeah. Steady on. <laughs> Mine was Blade Runner. Exclamation point. I was just excited. because everything you say has an exclamation point at the end of it. Glad, gladiatorial, gladiatorial combat. Ragnarok. No. That was a good guess. Good guess, though. That's a colon as well. Yeah. <laughs> Father-son reunion. Mm. Cyberpunk's the one that's throwing me off. Oh, yeah. In my head, it was steampunk. CGI. That's important for this film. Is it? <laughs> Toy Story. Actor playing multiple roles. Tron Legacy? Yes! Oh, I've never well seen it. Well done. Well done. Oh, I didn't mind Cardi. that film the first it's time. It's shite, man. Yeah, I reckon <laughs> if I revisit it, I wouldn't feel the same way. I don't know. Four points to Cardi there. The I other one. The effects might not be as good as I remember. Sequel to cult classic, Disc Computer Program. 
I remember Tron popping up in a after this. It popped mm. up as a world in Kingdom Hearts. Yes, so you the Tron yeah. world, and I was like, why? Yeah. Why? I had to play all the, the world Tron of Tron, is, though. The original just, Tron's great. Yeah, they they you know, like they've just announced in Kingdom Hearts Three is gonna have the Monsters Inc. world, and they're I'm like so they made a big thing of that. With this, they did the exact same thing for Dream Drop Distance when they announced the Tron thing. Because we had to do cover it on O and M. They were like, it's gonna have the Tron world, and everyone's like, no one gives a fuck about Tron. What is what is the Tron world? Just, sh- just lines. It's just, lines. It was just it? blue. Yeah, it was, it was so just blue, bad. and you had the bikes in it. I like that um, game. That was a good game. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> It's a good game. It's solid. Like, and also... What do you mean solid? As in, like, the story-wise, it really leans into the story in Dream Drop Distance. So, yeah. And it's mental by then, so... (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. Kingdom Hearts? (laughs) Here we go. Computer. War games. I was just going to say war games. Arrogance. A beautiful mind. Lawsuit. Drinking game. Mm. Betrayal by friend. That's a lot of films, isn't it? Razor Lost Ark. Year two thousand and three. Social Network. Yes. Oh, I should. I had that on the last one. I should have guessed it earlier. Five points. Five points of powers there. Popularity. A lot of computers in that. Three word title. Harvard University. Facebook. Well done, Powers. Thank you. One guess each. Five Whoa. points to Rory, four points to Cardi. We got ourselves a little game going on, boys. <laughs> Film number three. Travel. Uh, into the wild. Bearded man. Forrest Gump. Cannibalism. Del- no, cool. Deliverance? Cannibalism. Hmm? Apocalypto? No. Deliverance. Twelve-year-old. Ooh. I don't know a lot of Logan. movies involving cannibals and 12-year-olds. Stapling a wound. <sighs> Same Pro Ryan? They do that in that? Post-apocalypse. A cannibalism in Saving the Private road. Ryan? Well the done, road. The Road. Should have got that in cannibalism, I think. Five points to Cardi there. That's a great film. Really, it's it's and a brilliant film, yeah. book as well. It's an amazing book, yeah. Oh. Arrow in One's Leg, Protective Father, Survival... Long walk, the road. Long walk. <laughs> two two guesses and nine points to Cardi. One guess, five points to Powers. Damn it. All to play for, Biddy. Ooh, All for play back for. Back and forth there, isn't it? Cult film. Donnie Darko. American football. I mean, there's a lot of that in a lot of films, isn't there? Mind control. Ooh. Mind control. Matilda. She big into American football? I don't know. Imagine Miss Trunchable on the defensive line. Meteor shower. What the hell is this? Meteor shower, mind control in America. Bare-chested male. Is that mind control? X-Men 2, X-Men? Space opera. Oh, Starship Troopers. Neither of those. How is it not Starship Troopers? Stargate. Floating City. Floating City. Star Trek. Age of Ultron. Mad Scientist. (laughs) What is this? It's going to be something so obvious, isn't it? Floating City. Valerian. Dictator. 
Jimmy Neutron film. Armageddon. Do you remember that? And final clue, character name and title. John Carter? It's <laughs> a good guess. It's not the one. Cult film, American football. What is this? Mind control. Flash Gordon. Well done. Oh. One point. Literally party. every one of those could have been Starship Troopers. <laughs> like every single one of those clues. Damn it. Floating City? Is there a floating city in... Yeah. It's called HQ, mate. Would you like to know more? That's uh, three guesses, ten points to Cardi. Okay. So you can still get this, Powers. You can. I will. Yeah. Just do go me, slow, please. Do me on the last one again. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm really interested as well, like people playing along at home. Like I wonder if they're like shouting out when you guys are going through them. You moron! <laughs> <laughs> Swordsman. Last Samurai. Casino Royale. Die Another Day. Kill Bill 1 and 2. I don't know why I've gone James Bond. Is it James Bond? Famous Line. It's not James Bond. Famous Line? Zorro. Uh, Legend of Zorro. Indiana Jones. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Prince of Persia. Quicksand. Indiana Jones, I said. You didn't hear me. (laughs) Last Crusade, Temple of Doom. It's not Indiana Jones film. Ah, shit. Mask of Zorro. It's not a Zorro film, is it? It's not a Zorro film. (laughs) The boots of Zorro. <laughs> the hat of Zorro. Kidnapping. Swords and kidnapping and quicksand. Jewel One of those Nile. Sinbad movies. Evil Prince. Shrek. Shrek 2, Shrek the 3rd. No, the Shreks. Ain't no quicksand in Shrek. Bride. Yes. Oh, damn it. Well done. Six points to Cardi there. So Cardi ends. Hang on, we got pirate, fairy tale, princess, giant, true love. So four guesses and... 16 points to Cardi. No, seven. No, yeah, 16 points to Cardi. One guess and five points to Powers. For the link, then. Uh, what are the films again? Princess Bride, Flash Gordon, The Road, uh, fucking. Tron Legacy, and The Social Network. It's a good link. If I'd had more time, I would have put one of your favorite uh, are films. Are they Oscar related? I would. Nope. If, if I'd had. Chance though, I would put what are your your I would put your favorite film in this. They have Ats playing twins. Nope. There's an oil man in them. Nope. <laughs> There's a deaf character. There's. I'm just trying to think of all things now. That I've got to do no idea. Uh, adopted sons. It's nothing to do with something that's in the film. Well, it is in the film, but it's to do with the production of it. It's good link. music. In a location. Uh, is it in a location? Music done by famous ba- people in famous bands. Well done. Oh. I'll give you that, Cardi. I'll give you I a mean, lot of clues. I'll give you a lot of clues there, but I will give you that, Cardi. I mean, I don't think I'm um, making a comeback. So, yeah, the link for all five films that the soundtracks are all written and performed by famous musicians as opposed to famous composers. So, Tron's Legacy was done by Daft Punk. Yeah. Social Network was done by Trent, Raz- Trent Reznor and Atticus. He's almost Ross. Ross, that's it, yeah. The Road was done by Nick Cave and Warren Ellis. Queen did Flash Gordon. Yeah. And Mark Knopfler did Princess Bride. Did he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. There you go. Well done. Good link, Thomas Griffin. I would actually say Trent Reznor is a better composer than he is. Uh, He's amazing, yeah. Nine Inch Nails, man. Yeah. <laughs> he, does good, he does good stuff there. I mean, nine Inch Nails. What's he doing fine. next? He should be doing more. Whatever Finch is next. Because um, <laughs> I I, I, for some reason, I didn't realise that Johnny Greenwood did stuff other than Paul Thomas Anderson. But he does. He did. Uh, what was it? He did another... But he's also yeah, he's doing he Joel Edgerton's new film yeah. as well, which is mental. I didn't get a chance to talk to him about that, unfortunately. And he's I was too busy reading out my own script. I'd rather we just played a few more Radiohead shows so I could go see him. Awesome. Do what you want. Uh, so from it. one amazing part of the podcast to one 
other part of the podcast. What's that? Uh, yeah. Roverwatch. Oh, see, I've not been playing it a lot recently. <laughs> I, but I, 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 I make I make out that I don't like it when I secretly it's my favorite part of the podcast. Um, I don't know how people are going to feel about this, but I I just need a little bit break from Blackburn, so I started a new career. What? But I will go back to Blackburn eventually. But well, you think you've taken them as far as you I can just, go? No, I'm just so far. What's your win rate? What's your win rate with it's Blackburn? Fifty one percent. Fifty one percent. You're sitting at your you're sitting in your manager's office and you're like, right, I've managed to get them at fifty one percent. Time to clock out for the day and go to Real Batiste. I'm not going to Real Batiste. That's what Joe's playing on. I went to buy a Leverkusen. Why are you in not doing Wales? Why are you not going to Wales? What? What, managing Newport County, Total Network Solutions. No, you can. Quite sure, you can manage the international Planet team, can't you? Obviously, can you can you manage the actual international team? Yeah, but why there would I go. want to do that? Gitter's go to the World Cup. Do your managerial skills on the world stage. All the eyes of the world will be on you. I don't find big can't, can't, favorite, can't handle the pressure. That's my what it is. Part, You're sweating now. My favorite part of the job is buying and selling players, and you can't do that in the international stage. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. All right, fine. Um, so yeah, I've started as Bayer Leverkusen, the nearly team in Germany. Yeah. They kind of, I think it was four years in a row they came second, four or five years in a row they came second in the league. Mm. I don't think they've ever won the Bundesliga, if I know it. Right. They ever won it with They're you? A German team. Not yet. I've literally just started. But here's okay. what's happened: four months into my Bayer Leverkusen career, I was like, oh, it's not going too well. Everton off me and in me, and I was like, Do you know what? They've got a lot of money, so I'm now a toffee boy. You've gone to Everton. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand what it, I heard Toffee. <laughs> I'm a Toffee boy, Rory. I think that's a yeah. good thing, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Everton's nickname are the Toffees. Yeah. Ah. So I am now Mr. Toffee boy. I can't, I, I can't get on board with that. I'm not I've really got nothing invested my, in Everton. And I won't so. lie to you, my heart's not really into yeah, it. Yeah, I can tell that. Yeah. And that's the thing. And I haven't touched it in days. And sometimes you take a job just to take a job. <laughs> Maybe I'll start playing the uh, cricket equivalent. No, cricket no one wants to hear about that. <laughs> We will not cricket be captain now, instead yeah. of football manager. Well, That's cr- good. in cricket, roles are very different. The captain is almost is very much in charge of tactics yeah, yeah. and team selection, along with the head selector. Mm. Uh, I'm not going. <laughs> I'm not doing this about cricket. We we're not. Lose yeah, we're everyone. not doing about that. Um, um, uh, I'm a bit disappointed. I think you should go back to Royal Wash or at least do this World Cup with Wales. I know you can't buy any players. Maybe do you but know it what? would be nice to see because uh, when the World Cup starts, yeah. I'll take Wales into the World Cup. Thank you. As they're not there in real life. That wasn't a dig. I know. And I'll make the dream happen. Because <laughs> they're shit. Not a dig. I'll make <laughs> just being honest here. Yeah, any bad the little, team. The little, uh, team boys. Uh, <laughs> any, not a dig. Any opportunity for me to get closer to Gareth Bale again. I'll okay. take. As long as he's not good again. All right. Well, we'll catch up with you. When's the World Cup? July? June. June, July. All right. We'll catch up in Middle May. June. We'll yeah. catch up in May. Yeah. Um, but Wales then. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Do you know what I Thank wish? You. I've, I've looked and there's not really an equivalent. I would love like a full football manager style American football one because I'd be yeah. so into it. Like okay, doing the whole draft process. You can kind of do it in Madden, but it's not It's not the satisfying. same. No, yeah. I just want the full in-depth. I want to go down to the combine and I want to see yeah. how quick they're 40 times I want to get my are. scouts in. I want to measure their hands. If it's a quarterback and it's below nine and three quarters, I'm not interested. <laughs> what about esports? What about going out scouting? I, there is, I think there is an esports manager style game. Is I'm it? into that. I think like, like so-and-so just like, called someone a prick again. He's like, yeah, right, he's off. Find a thousand Jesus oh. Christ. So-and-so just said, women can't play video games. Oh, I got great. I got to shoot him. Yeah. Oh, sack him. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's have some feedback then. Oh, who's you're, first? You're first, mate. Am I? Because I haven't heard you enough. What? <laughs> I wasn't a dig. Right, right. <laughs> you can't just say you're that a, wasn't a dig. You're just in a 30-second timeout. <laughs> <laughs> this one's from Ben. No surname, just Ben. Maybe okay. Uncle Ben. Could be. 
Nice rice, mate. Mm. Hi, team. In a recent show, Gav was talking about how he and his friends incompetently play in an American football fantasy. Incompetently is what he said. Where did that come from? I don't know. It's not a dig. (laughs) An American fantasy football league. This is almost exactly the story for the comedy show, The League, which is absolutely brilliant and well worth a watch even. It's, Current, right. it's currently on Netflix and very bingeable. I would thoroughly recommend it. It's I've fine. always seen that on there and I've never liked the look of it. Although I should be into it because I'm very much into my NFL fantasy football as well. I think at the time when it came out, when it was current, it was good because it had lots of players coming into it. Like at one point, really? um, Chad Ochocinco comes and does their draft for them that's and stuff like that. Bad. And there's some bits like that and good. I feel like it would be it would have dated quite a lot. Yeah. Also, it's got the... You know the dude, he's like uh, sort of... Z tier comedian in it who lied about being in 9 11. <laughs> it's what like an American it? comedian who said that he was. I don't know if I'm into it now. He was in 9 11. It's, it's all right. Now? It's not amazing. Yeah. Um, so but, you have watched it though? Yeah. I've watched like nice. three seasons of it, I think. Yeah. Harmless. Um, it's actually yeah. that much American football. You're better off watching Friday Night Lights. Well, that's the thing. At the time, because when it was current, it was talking about players that were like massive at the oh, like, yeah. and it, but like not just like like Peyton Manning and stuff like that it was yeah. talking about like actual like smaller running backs and things like okay. that so at the time it was really interesting to watch but then uh, when, I, I reckon it would have yeah. dated quite a lot Ooh. Yeah. okay um, but, it's yeah. a good idea for a program though yeah it's, it's a shame you, someone should nail it yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it is good we could it's just not British version that'd be good wouldn't it <laughs> I'll write it now here we go um, this is from, from Adam Crosby. Time oh, this is long. What? I didn't look over it. Why I should have. Highlight? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Anyway, I'm gonna have to read all out. Many thanks for the fine podcast. Oh, I'm editing this. I don't. Wanna... I was listening the other week where you were talking about Twelve Angry Men being primed for a remake. Are you aware there is a remake made for TV? It was in 1997, and main claim is that Jack Lemmon is in it. Otherwise, nothing spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> oh. The original Twelve Angry Men is great. Yeah, it? it's fine. Uh, however, have you seen it's another? Re- however, have you seen another remake of it? Unfortunately, the title escapes me. But it is a more interesting remake. Hmm. You're not talking about fucking Runaway Jury with John Cusack. Uh, and Rachel Wise, are they? Surely not. That is good. I watched on a play. I watched on a play recently. It is really good. Like it's utter trash. It's like I'm not. I don't think it's like Tony Scott or is that or Joel Schumacher or someone like that. It's that kind of level okay. of like. I mean, play, Gene Hackman's movie. in it. Um, well, that. I mean, that ups it a bit. Yeah, it's basically about. Um, it's like a. Th- it's like a cool thriller about. Um, Ju- ju- jury selection and how like the idea of how like the jury can be bought and influenced and things like that it's it's really it good doesn't it doesn't sound good it is it's generally good but you know like one of those thrillers that relies on like mad shit having to happen like right basically uh john cusack has got himself onto this jury to be able to influence the jury but like obviously jury selection is pretty much it is random so yeah. it's, it doesn't really talk about how he's managed to game the system and get onto multiple juries, um, but he manages to go onto juries all the time. Um, I don't think I'll be watching it. Anytime. Yeah, it's, go, oh, it's, it's worth. He it's might worth not watching. be talking about runner. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't think he is. Um, there's, there's other films you should watch before watching Runaway Jury. Uh, blah, blah, blah. The main reason is that they change things up quite a bit rather than one person thinking the defendant instant and changing everyone's mind. One person thinks the female defendant is guilty and changes everybody's minds. Um, so my question is what remakes would you like to see 
where there is a significant change to the story rather than a straight-up remake. I'd like a remake of Jurassic Park where Muldoon <laughs> isn't an idiot. But that's, that's one of the best bits. Yeah. A remake. No, he's dead. Is he? Yeah, he's dead. Yeah, Do you not see old. him? Came at him from the side. Straight <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> out of nowhere. Come on. You're not living through that. <laughs> what remakes would I like what to see? Yeah. That's a strange one, yeah, because it's always like, what would I hate to be remade? What would be a good... Yeah, there's got to be like a good idea for a film that they can... They didn't nail. They the didn't Purge. Nail. <laughs> Boom. Uh, too Done. early to What's remake Why do you want to remake that? Like a good version of The Purge. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it exists. It's called The Purge, motherfucker. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> Not having a go. Know, I'm trying to think of good examples. Like Ocean's Eleven was a brilliant remake, I thought. So I thought yeah. the first two are great. Uh, Do another one of them as well. Ocean's Eight. Isn't that I can't. Winner? I can't. I can't think. Sorry, man. Uh, let uh, if you want to get in touch with us and let us know. Yeah, what films, films do you think would be good for remake? Yeah, it's interesting. IGN a lot of people want UK the feedback at Star Wars com. original prequel. Oh, shut up. Then Powers, what have you got? I've got a bit of feedback here from Chipotle UK. What? They emailed in with the subject line, Del- new delicious menu item alert. <laughs> are we being sponsored by Chipotle? I don't think we are. We're I think not. This- someone signed us up. <laughs> yeah, I know who to it the is. mailing list. So it's Richard Beer Park who used to, um, who used to work with us. He's, he's not tight, but he loves a bargain. <laughs> So what he's what he used to do was sign us up to if there was a like a new thing sign up where you had to put your email address in he would put his work email address in and then he'd also put the IGN underscore UK feedback address in as which well. is such a dumb idea so now we get all these fucking emails but we should probably unsubscribe what's the what's the main takeaway well, they, they want us to know that uh, they're pleased to announce that starting today. Thursday, the 1st of March, you can come try our brand new, wonderfully tender, slow-cooked, smoky chili con carne. Chipotle have never done a chili con carne before. Yeah, it feels like they've fucking been dragging their heels with that one. Yeah. Come on, Chipotle. Get it together. I was going to say, come on, Chipotle, pull your fingers up. They already have. Look at this. They're current as well. It's mildly spiced, gluten-free, and the perfect feast to tackle the beast from the east. Oh, Oh, that's tropical. That's good, guys. It's been very cold, isn't it? Yeah. My boiler broke because the pipes froze. Have you, been well. ra- have you slept? Um, in a blanket and a bed. Are they fixed it now? Uh, yeah, it's fixed now. Good, yeah. It's fixed now, luckily. Fixed so I was cranking that bad boy last night in beach shorts. Sorry? Just chilling. <laughs> you were like, yeah. I was, I was pushing it to the limit. It's probably going to break again today. <laughs> oh, it's getting a bit hot in here. I have to open the windows. <laughs> oh, it's Jesus cold. Christ. <laughs> you just crack. Carrie, <laughs> shut that window. <laughs> Um, so if you want right. to tackle the beast from the east, go Fuck get off. yourself Don't, some no, chili. That sounds, that sounds like we're sponsored. And where did you bully at, eating burrito? That would warm you up, though. To be fair, I remember what it, hot foods. Yeah. Uh, oh, there was one. Give uh, us a break. There was one wrestling trip I went on. I remember um, being on a wrestling trip. Um, we went to Dallas to watch WrestleMania, and it was just me. So I was just interviewing all these wrestlers, but they kept. I'm not sure if they were paid to do it or not, but I, I reckon I interviewed maybe like 12 wrestlers over the course of that weekend. And I would say, no joke, at least five of them mentioned Chipotle. Because <laughs> they, they all said, because like, I was asking them kind of like fitness questions and stuff. And they said, oh, yeah. do you know what's really good for us being on the road? Chipotle. Because McDonald's, Chip- new breakfast range. But they, were, uh, they, they were like, oh, Chipotle is like, because basically you don't have the tortilla, you just put it all, get the, get in the bowl. Get the bowl. Yeah. And they were like, that's actually, it's good meat and it's good salad and it's good like beans and shit like that. So And only yeah. $4.99. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember just going, fucking, 
are they sponsored by Chipotle? And then when you saw the show, you see loads of Chipotle advertising. Yeah. Like, shit, have they told them to work that into the interviews? I really hope not. Nah, I don't know. Um, I guess I mean, people probably watch me, our I love stuff. Chipotle, so. People probably watch our stuff and are like, are they sponsored by Corona? Yeah. yeah. Or Banter? We're not. Or Even. Not. They wish. Blood. Get in touch. Be blood. Get feel, in touch. I feel like it's not on us to get our stuff sponsored. I feel like that is almost like we have an entire team not doing that at the moment, so... We should be sponsored by like the the Blu-ray release of the Prestige. Yeah, yeah. Plugging it enough, aren't we? Yeah, we yeah. are. Should be on a, getting some kickback. Anyway, that's the end of that. Want to give me some backhanders? I'm always free. <laughs> <laughs> you talking about Overwatch now, or just in general? Yeah, Football Manager want to sponsor me? <laughs> Feel free. <laughs> I'll start playing again. <laughs> well, I don't think they're going to sponsor you because the amount of times you use the phrase "my heart's not in this" <laughs> when you talk about football. Yeah, they're not putting that on the board. My, <laughs> my heart's not in this. My heart was in it for four solid months every hour of my life. <laughs> What more do you want from me? My heart's not in this. Taffy boy. <laughs> taffy, not taffy. The taffies. Fucking we'll call you Taffy boy when you start nah. managing Wales. Taffy. <laughs> All right, I might that. go back to Labour. Glenn. The Germans are nicer than you. <laughs> That's the ICN UK podcast. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.